Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is it. On the 30 meter line, they're going to take it. They're going to take it soon. Pierce to the 30. They run for a try now. It's come down to Graham. Back to the middle. It's found Minicello. A long range shot for Manassa. He's got it. Thanks very much for tuning into this week's episode of the Irish NRL show. Unfortunately, I am sans the talents of the Tash. He is currently on an all-expenses-paid holiday, currently winning the tipping competition. Um, but given the the high calibre of action we had in the weekend, I thought it prudent that I jump on and at least give a brief rundown of kind of all the fixtures. In the NRL um, first round of the finals. So just to quickly run through the scores. Obviously we opened up. Pembroke overcame Para 27 points to 8. We followed up on, on Saturday. With, a, with two titanic clashes. Um, Canberra overcoming Melbourne. In Amy Park. Final score 28 points to 20. In favour of the Raiders. And then an absolute titanic clash. Heading the golden point. Between the Cowboys and the Sharks. Two real upstarts this season. The Cowboys romped home, courtesy of a Valentine Holmes field goal, 32 points to 30 in the dying embers of, of Golden Point. It was a fantastic game. And then finally, um, on a complete role reversal of the final week of the regular season, the Bunnies overcame the Roosters, 30 points to 14, in an absolute classic um, in Allianz Stadium. So just to quickly kind of run through the kind of games, obviously the first game was Panthers, uh, Eels. Eels have gone into the contest 2-2 two and two against the Panthers this season. But unfortunately, look, the Panthers are just one away now um, from the third grand final in as many years. Like it was a comprehensive 27-8 points of victory over the Eels. Um, the Eels now probably have a harder way to, to the finals now and potentially without Mitchell Moses who... Copped a nasty enough head knock. It was kind of sparked. Clean out. On his return from a five-game suspension, Nathan Cleary was, without doubt, the uh, the star of the show. He, he set up three tries and he caused the Panthers' back three plenty of kind of headaches with his kicking game. Um, it was just an, like a masterclass. Five games out. And he, he was the difference. Um especially in that in that in kind of like what wasn't just a finals game it was also a West Sydney derby. Um yeah, brilliant. Um that's why they've they've been the best side the past three seasons. It's why they're favourites for the comp. Um there's not really much to add to it. Like it just they just slowly eked away and, and slowly ground down the eels. Like it was a tight first half, I think it was 
it was uh, eight seven. I think it was a half time score. Uh, willing to be corrected on that, but they just ground them down in the second half, and they just really the class kind of came to the core um, or rose to the the cream rose to the top. Definitely in that second half, and and they just they just found a way to get the job done. There's not really much more to to be said. It kind of they obviously would have been everyone's favourites in that contest. I know I kind of probably loosely enough picked the Eels. That based purely just on the fact that they'd done them twice already this season. Once with Cleary, once obviously on the back of Cleary's tackle that got him suspended. But yeah, the the Panthers go marching on. The Eels, as I said, do have a, have a tougher task, which I'll get to later. Um, going through the back door for want of a better expression um, potentially without Mitch Moses on Friday so yeah it's definitely a hard ask for the Eels to turn things around but they have the ability to get the job done next up obviously um, just a brilliant brilliant contest maybe I'm biased um, hard for me to be a neutral in this given kind of my love affair with the, with the Canberra Raiders but it was brilliant. Um, obviously, the key, the key kind of thing for me, anyway, what stood out to me was how the Raiders exposed Munster. Um, to number of times this season, we've seen him go to full back, and we've just said, "Geez, arguably that's his best position." But the Raiders really, really, really um, left a hard job um, for Munster to comprehend, and like. You look at the tries that came off Munster, effectively, Tomoko ran over him. The Hudson Young try, does Hudson Young get that try against a more experienced fullback? I don't know if he does. Um, obviously, look, <laughs> Amy Park uh, against the Storm seems to be our part, like the best place for us to play. We always seem to play our best footy. Even, I know we've won the last five, but... Prior to that, even we always seem to give a good game down there in Melbourne. Um, from a Raiders standpoint, and I'm not getting uh, ahead of myself here, but Joey Tapine was in a different stratosphere on Saturday. Um, especially when you look at say the first kind of five ten minutes, it was all Melbourne. I think it was seven minutes they were kind of camped on our line. Repeat set, repeat set, repeat set. And then Joey Tapine kind of breaks a line, gives an offload to Whiten, runs through the middle, beats a few Storm defenders, gets a pass off to Xavier Savage, who gets the ball then on to Tomoko, who finishes, had a lot to do and finishes well, going over um, Munster in the corner. And I think a lot of people going into this game label as a matchup of Whiten versus Munster. Obviously enough, that's an easy parallel to, to... to state, but I actually think the key contest in this was Joey Tapine versus Nelson Asaf uh, Nas basically. Um, I thought when the storm were in their ascendancy, Nas was all over it, and I thought when we kind of came strong down towards the end and and then our, the, our purple patch in the first half, it's because Joey Tapine was everywhere. Um, yeah, like it's Xavier Coates obviously finished with three tries. You can't. Uh, argue against that um, but for me Nas was I thought was brilliant but Joey Depoin to be able to be in a situation to say well look we finished eight we made the playoffs we're after knocking the storm out 
But like holistically to say that Josh Papali'i is probably the second best prop at the club, given how well Tapani has played this um so far into the season and the minutes he went on for on Saturday night, like, I think he came off after fifty two minutes. It's 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 a joy to kind of watch. It would make you hopeful um that maybe they can spring another upset against Para. Um but yeah, um, regardless of what happens for the rest of the season, as a Raiders fan, I'm happy because at points, it's 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 been infuriating to watch them this season. The other people, just to point out, I suppose Sebastian Chris probably didn't have a great game, but I think there was more than enough good in the Raiders side to get them done. Jordan Rapana was his wily best, but someone who really stood up for me was... Jamal Fogarty. I thought he he did everything that was asked from. He got a few big tackles in. Obviously, Detroit took that well, and it was weak storm defending. But he he just seemed to always do the right thing, and that's what I kind of touched on a few times with the Tash this season. Is that when the Raiders are the best, Jack's free to play his game, and we just have just an above just an average to above average seven guiding him around the park and making him take over, and then let Jack do his thing. And look, uh, brilliant performance by the Raiders. A run to the finals in 2019. I'm not comparing them, but it they both kicked off both this final series and a run to the final in 2019, albeit from very different positions. Both kicked off with a shock victory in Melbourne to really kick us kick us off in the finals. Um, not really much more to add. Um, obviously that kind of I suppose kicks into Friday's first fixture. No more second bites of the cherry. It is do or die from this point out. So Friday, 10.50 Irish time. The Eels host the Raiders in Combank Stadium. It's It should be a classic contest. You won't Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Under the impact of Mitch Moses, like this is arguably the biggest game in Dylan Brown's career. For them to be knocked out by the Raiders, I think, would be... The final nail in the coffin that is Brad Arthur's para career. Um, yeah, so that's uh, the first fixture of this weekend's semi finals. Next up, I suppose, on Saturday, we had an absolute rip roaring classic. Um, as I said, kind of two sides that are kind of upset the form books if you look at kind of the predictions in the early start of the season like we did think the Sharks would be much improved probably didn't predict them as a final four side and then for them to finish second overall was a tremendous achievement for the Cowboys um, we didn't predict them anywhere near the top eight for them to finish third and potentially feel unlucky about finishing third it's kind of a huge testament to the job they've done this season we talked about it several times, I suppose, myself and, and the Tash down the stretches, that like, the key for them was getting a home semi-final. And 
our home kind of finals game um and they did like they missed out on that and we 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 thought ultimately that was going to give the sharks the edge but it was an absolute classic it went tit for tat um just either side could have won that contest and ultimately it came down to Valentine's Valentine Holmes field goal brilliant field goal as field goals go um, it's got to be up there with one of the more clutch field goals in NFL history in the 90th minute um, to take the lead by the, the smallest of margins um, for the Cowboys like, so many of their players stood up but if you had to really single someone out if you had to really say do you know what we've talked about potentially the inexperience of this side um, they turned on the more experienced players um, and not names who've dominated the first one I'm going to call out obviously is Peter Hiku um, hasn't really got the headlines this year and, and probably hasn't deserved them to be honest but uh, he was the run meter for the Cowboys he ran for 271 meters obviously bagged the Troy as well 58 post contact meters nipped in with 13 tackles not particularly impressive but he also had kind of one line break as well but the key man and I know he didn't have the same run meters but Jason Tamanolo um, he chipped in with 253 run meters 82 of those post contact tipped in with a forward of 38 tackles and just all around was phenomenal for him um, there's not really much more you can add to, to Tamanolo he was he was for the Cowboys what I suppose Joey Tapine was for the Raiders. And then to cap it all off, obviously, he did score a try in the eight minute as well. Just to kind of further emphasize just how good he was. Um look on like it, it's it's tough on the Sharks. They arguably could have won that game. Um it's hard for them to not feel like they've let a golden opportunity slip. But they should definitely be proud of their efforts. And someone we've talked at nauseam this season about just how good he's been, kind of higher than I predicted. Nico Hines, um, he again was phenomenal for the Sharks and kind of summed up everything that was good about the Sharks in this contest. You would have had fears kind of at the start of the season that like you take the player out of Melbourne, is he as good as is is this player as good as he is because of the Melbourne system? But He's 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 stood up time and time again to show that no I I am this good I belong at this level and I'm here to stay. So for the Cowboys they obviously they obviously move on um have a bye next weekend and await the winners of the semi-finals in Darwin in what's going to be a horrific place to go and win a contest for whoever makes it out of the semi-finals. And the final fixture was an absolute classic on Sunday. Bunnies overcoming the Roosters, 30 points to 14, in a contest dubbed Sin Bin Sunday. So obviously seven, seven Sin Bins, uh, I think split 4-3 in favour of the Bunnies. But it just was a game that had Everton. It was probably the longest game I've ever watched in terms of total playing time and it just went from side to side edge to edge the key the key kind of instant probably is and it'll be talked about at nauseam over the coming weeks was probably James Desco leaving the field for HIA I don't know how many sim bins there were but it was close to the number of 
or how many HIAs there were, but it was close to the number of sin bins. We, we talked about this several times um, last week. It was just how disappointing is it that one of these sides has to go? And unfortunately, I think the key factor in this was that the Roosters just went up. They had the aggression, but they hadn't got the control in the aggression. You look at kind of Victor Radley being sent to the sim bin in the opening minutes. You look at uh, JWH also being binned. Um, there were several things, and 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 just they just didn't seem to have the control in that discipline. They obviously lost Teddy, and then outside of that, I just think in the moments when the the bunnies were down, men versus when the roosters were down men the bunnies were just so much better than the roosters so you, you look at that try by Jay Arrow it was scored and they were down 11 men to 13 I think it was 11 men to 13 it could have been 11 men to 12 but ultimately they were just better when they were reduced to men they were more up for it was more controlled it just was a game for the ages it, it, it's it's something I'd definitely be uh, I want to get a copy of that game and I want to rewatch it again Um. But yeah, look. Unfortunately, that that ends the kind of rooster season. It's a it's a it's a sad way for them to bow out. And as we said, if these sides didn't meet each other in the open round of finals, who knows how far they could have gone. But yeah. So the bunnies then obviously have to do it all again on Saturday of this week. They're facing off against the Sharks at eleven o'clock, Allianz Stadium, Sydney. What a titanic clash that's gonna be. It's it's it's. It's very difficult to predict that one. I kind of feel as if the Bunnies will get the momentum out of this one. And I think, unfortunately, the Sharks are probably a season too soon. Regards Parrot Eels, obviously I'm going to shout for Raiders. I think that's both biased and then also the Mitch Moses injury is going to be... It's going to be a bit of an issue. Um, Yeah, I just... I can say it with confidence. I, I think I can. Uh, <laughs> I think I can say it fully aware that, you know, the Raiders have a good chance in this one. Obviously, with the layout of the finals, that kind of then means that the winner of the Eels and Raiders, who I'm predicting as the Raiders, will move on to place to face the Cowboys up in QCB Stadium next Friday, so it'll be Friday the 23rd. And then the winner of the Sharks, Ravros, goes on to face the Penrith Panthers in Acor Stadium. So we could have a repeat of last year's semi-final, a final rather. And then we could also have two sides you probably wouldn't have predicted being in, in one preliminary final. So potentially at this early stage, you'd be saying whoever wins the Sharks, Ravros, goes on to face the Panthers. And potentially, without trying to put a spoiler on the season this early out, the winner of the NRL is going to come from that. Which will, it's going to be an epic clash. Whoever, whoever makes it through, whether it be the Sharks or whether it be the, the Panthers. That's probably all I have this week. Obviously, very very short this week. But I just thought, given the quality content we had, I just had to get something out there. Um, I will have the Tash back next week. He's probably in Spain, pissing himself laughing, listening to me try and do this on my own. But look, thanks for listening, and I promise to be better next week. That's all for me. Good night.
eight minutes to go, eight points all. Played to Keary, veers down the left, short pass Mitchell. Beautiful pass to Tupo, into the backfield. Gibson to the last go! What if I told you that you can support your blood pressure and healthy CoQ10 levels with two chews a day? The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. That's like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 supports your cardiovascular health. Visit RadioBeats.com and find out how you can get a free 30-day supply on bundles and save 15% with the promo code DEAL. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.